What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Skate Through Life podcast, the show that works the skills and drills you need to master your life one week at a time through personal development, conquering your fears, and of course, falling on your face, then getting back up again. I'm your host, self-mastery coach, amateur roller skater, and outspoken non-binary femme, L. Tommy. Are you ready to roll? Let's lace up and hit the pavement. Hello again, skating friends. We have been skating through some bigger themes in these past few episodes. I'm all much of my inner voices are screaming at me, lighten it up, give them a fun one. I think there is one, just one bigger theme left that I need to explore with you before I can get into that fun zone. As I've jumped into the new year with both of my feet, I have taken a lot of time for true conscious reflection. I think you heard that in a big way last week if you were here for my 12 pieces of wisdom that radically changed my life since 2020. I've been thinking a lot about growth and change and embodiment of self and spirit, and it has brought me full circle to this one aspect of life that I think think we're all saddled in. This one feeling that we are taught over and over from the youngest of ages. A feeling that snowballs and magnifies and grows year after year and one that will go completely unchecked until such a time that we're feeling brave enough to whisper admittance of it to ourselves. It is a feeling that I have carried in me like a siren flaring around my heart for as long as I can possibly remember. It has been my work this past while to be brave and to come face to face with it. And I think that by speaking to this today, it will give someone else out there, maybe you, skater, the permission in your own heart to face it yourself. It is the reason that we hate a slinky bathing suit, the reason we don't feel deserving of good things. The reason we replay our past mistakes like old albums over and over in our minds. It's the reason we ghost in our relationships instead of speaking up. The reason we wear different masks around different people. The reason we hate to talk about money or have new people into our homes. The reason we don't share our favorite hobbies or movies or dreams or goals. The reason we hide ourselves, shrink, quiet. Today, skater, we are going to skate through shame. To be honest, I don't know that I remember any point of my life that was free from shame. Shame was the undercurrent and the overcurrent through which I led my entire life. And this was really amplified to me around the Christmas holidays this year in an unexpected way. My cousin reached out to me to share a photo of a letter that I had written to Santa. And on it, it said, L, age four. Just a toddler. (laughs) And one of the lines in my letter to the big guy said this, I've been good. I never take anything that isn't my own. 
That line in that letter has been running circles around my mind because it implies to me that at the age of four, I was already steeping somehow in shame. That at some point I had taken something that didn't belong to me, likely because at four we hardly understand boundaries or possession law. Somewhere along the line, this lesson had been drilled into me, and so it became important that I repent to Santa Claus and that I assure him that I did in fact understand what was mine and what wasn't mine. I'm sharing this because shame is something that we carry that does not belong to us. It is given, taught. Shame is something that we all have tucked in our back pockets like a sneaky $5 bill from our grandmother when we go to visit. We carry it with us like this badge of protective armor, and then it grows and amplifies and it morphs and more is added to it as we absorb more rules, more shoulds, more shouldn'ts, more cans, more can'ts. I can't remember a moment in my life where I wasn't brimming with shame. I have gone through periods of my life where I could not even open old journals from when I was a teenager because I had secondhand embarrassment about that person. I carried so much shame around that part of my life that I could not even open it to see the words, to remember. It took me until the last three years to really dismantle my relationship to shame. And this is something that I am still working on. I will not pretend to be perfect or free of it all the time. <sighs> I just wanted to stop feeling like I needed to hide all of the time or at least hide parts of myself that were wrong, that were shameful, that were not meant to be seen by other people because they'd be judged and then I would be rejected and everything I held precious in my world might just cease to exist. The drama of it all. Shame has become like an old friend who I've known, but I've outgrown and I couldn't say goodbye to because they were just this rooted part of my life. They were part of my core identity. I've been so intrinsically entangled with shame that it has been hard to even notice it for what it was, but every time I changed my hair or the way I dress or my makeup so that I might look a certain way or present in the right way to the right person at the right moment, that it was actually just shame guiding each and every one of those interactions. Learning to separate myself from shame has been so complicated. It is like the most tangly breakup that you could ever imagine. Coming to the other side of it, I'm just feeling the same as I do when I come out of a messy relationship. Those relationships where you were never made to feel like you were good enough, like what you did mattered enough, like you were putting in enough effort for that other person. And the release from that relationship has been enormous for me. It has made me feel 150 pounds lighter and it has released me from shackles that I didn't even realize I was bound in because I was too close to even see them. I want to talk about shame today because I feel firmly and I believe firmly that shame is this guiding light, the moral compass of so many of our lives. 
especially, especially for those of us who were ever socialized as women, taught that we were meant to be palatable, that we were meant to be digestible, that we were meant to be low maintenance because that would be more appealing. Shame is a space that many of us occupy and don't realize that we are chained to. I want to talk about shame today because shame has limited me. It has made it so that it's taken infinitely longer than it could have for me to feel safe in who I am and the gifts I bring to the world. Shame has removed me from being the type of person I always aspired to be because I was scared to say that that was what I wanted and that that is who I am or who I was. Stepping out of shame and into security in who I am is changing my life. It is changing my life. And I say that it is changing my life because I don't know that I'll ever be fully rid of those weights of shame that have shackled me. There are just parts of my life that have been intermingling with shame for so long that, you know, it's taking time and a lot of conscious effort to separate myself from them. They're all still part of who I am somewhere under there. Somewhere where that four-year-old version of myself felt they needed to repent to a man at the North Pole and say, I assure you, I promise you, I am good because I know what is mine and I know what is not mine. And what I want you to take away from this episode today, Skater, is that the shame you carry is not yours. The shame that I carry is not mine. Shame is given to us from other people. It is given to us from advertisers, believe that. It is given to us from those who raise us, from those who school us, from our friends, from the parents of our friends, from our aunts and our uncles. Shame has a set of rules that we've all been told we need to follow, but we haven't been told what the payoff to following them would be. So we do it blindly. But you know what the payoff is. The payoff is feeling that we fit in. The payoff is conforming, is of being normal, whatever that is supposed to mean. But everything beautiful in this world, as I've come to know it, lives outside of these norms, lives outside of that compliance. It is the people who don't think the way we think that expand us the most. It is the artists that are experimental, that inspire greater art. Dismantling ourselves from shame is a process, and I think it is the most impactful process that we can possibly give to ourselves because you cannot master yourself. You cannot become this highest version of who you could be until you say, I feel safe to step away from my shame. I feel safe to be seen by others seen in my mess and seen in my beauty, seen in the moments when I am dumb and seen in the moments when I am absolutely brilliant. I do not feel shame for who I am because I am a person who is growing and learning and striving to be more. Shame holds us back. Shame limits us. Shame is the voice in our head that says, you are not enough. You can't be enough. You don't know what is yours. 
Shame will have us believe a lot of lies about ourselves. And they are lies that we have been told to believe. That is what pains me about them. They are not thoughts that we formed in our head that we internalized and said, yes, of course that's who I am. They are that grooming as a toddler that we must repent for our sins instead of accepting our lessons and growing and blooming and blossoming. I want to see you in this world standing boldly in your uniqueness, Skater. I want to see you go against the grain of expected and normal. I want to see you become a magnet to everything you want in this life. And the first step into that is a step away from the shame that you have been given to carry. It is not yours. I don't remember, truly don't remember, a day in my life that I haven't felt in some way, shape, or form shame. Shame for how I think or how I feel. Shame for my body or how I express it or don't express it. Shame for how much money or status I have or don't have. I've experienced shame in admitting who I'm friends with or where I work or what I can say my title is. I've experienced shame in my sexuality, shame in my gender identity. Carried that shame too, even when I was feeling secure in both of those things about how others might perceive them, how they might perceive me. And I find especially when it comes to my gender identity and anyone listening who also falls into the non-binary, gender non-conforming avenues of life, there is this weird incongruence between knowing that you are congruent, knowing exactly who you are, and then having to worry about how others perceive you or how they might speak to you or what language they might use around you. And that has brought for me anyway, an inexplicable sort of shame. But that shame is not mine, as I've said. It is amazing how many things I've carried in this world that were not mine to lift, that are not mine to carry, but that shame has told me I must carry. It is imperative for me to want to release you from the shackles of shame that hold you in your own life too, because the world becomes so much more beautiful every time one of us is liberated. Every time a person says, it is my time to shine, I am here, I am fully myself, and I want you to see them. I want you to see them in all of their glory. I want to see you in all of your joy, Skater. I want you to revel in the joy with me. I want you to understand me, but if you don't understand me, then I want you to accept me as I will accept you. I want to see you adopt this mantra for yourself. I want you to understand me, but if you don't understand me, then I want you to accept me as I will accept you. That is where the wonder in the world mounts and grows and blooms and becomes incredible. I want to live in a world that feels incredible because the news tells me every day that I should live in fear. And I have lived in that fear for so long already. I want as a world that we can all make decisions that feel informed by our best interests, that are guided by our highest selves, 
and not for any of us to feel shame for any of them. That's the world that I want. Shame limits us. Acceptance and grounding and knowing and safety in who we are expands us. Because if I feel safe and knowing in who I am and I make a mistake, then that knowing and safety in who I am does not change. I'm just a person who has made a mistake and a mistake can be learned from. A mistake can be grown through. That is the world that I want to leave behind me. That is the growth that I want to give to you, to give to others. Shame is this invisible bubble that we carry around ourselves to protect us, but it isn't really protecting us from anything. It is only protecting us from being able to expand. And I want to burst that bubble for each and every one of you, for each and every one of us. Think of your shame like a bubble gum. It begins as a small bubble. And then over time, people blow in more and more hot air until eventually it reaches the point where it might burst at any moment if we make the wrong move. I want to see you stick your finger in that bubble and explode it for yourself. Let all of the shame that other people have told you to feel just release as the hot air it is out into the atmosphere. I want to see you breathe in a deep, cool breath of fresh air of safety in your body and breathe it deep into yourself. I wanted to talk about shame today because shame has been this mistress in my life that I didn't even know I was entangled with for most of it. And I believe I'm not alone in that feeling. So today we're breaking up. We are all breaking up with our shame. I'm going to offer you some steps on how to do this next. So grab that wad of bubble gum skater and let's blow it up. Okay, okay, I'm off my soapbox skater. <laughs> let's get actionable now. I think we now have a pretty clear snapshot of what shame is, but to simplify, shame is a feeling of self-consciousness that arises from a sense that something is fundamentally wrong with ourselves. Shame can manifest into a whole host of other negative emotions, as well as anxiety and depression. The difference between shame and guilt is that guilt arises when we've actually done something wrong or that we perceive ourselves to have done something wrong. But shame, on the other hand, doesn't always have a genesis or a triggering event. It just sort of is. Now, how do we work on releasing the hold that shame has on us? I'm going to offer a few small prompts to get in flow with here, but I wanna say this, be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself. The work is work and the work takes time. But for the time being, here are three ways that you can work on breaking up with your shame right the heck now. First and foremost, become aware of yourself. This includes becoming aware of your thoughts and how you speak to yourself, your inner voice. Don't hold either of them in judgment. Just notice them. 
practice responding to yourself with kindness. How would you respond to someone else saying or thinking such things about themselves? Give yourself assurance and practice mindfulness. Stay present with yourself and offer yourself love. Practice the mantra, I am a beautiful work in progress. I am a beautiful work in progress. Because you are, and so am I. My second skills drill for you today is to practice actively releasing your shame. When a shame response comes up for you, consider it. Okay, what is it saying to you? Whose voice is it in? When was the first time you remember thinking or hearing that phrase? As shame is something that we inherit from others, so many of our shame responses are often voiced by someone else. A parent, a sibling, a friend from our childhood, a teacher maybe. If you carry a lot of shame around one particular part of your life, like money or your body, consider when that first started to be something you actively thought about. I want to encourage you to do this exercise with a journal. Allow yourself to go deep with the thought and work towards finding the root of it. And try this exercise, okay? Become the defense attorney. Pick your shame topic of choice. Maybe for you, it's something like, my body is so gross. That's a shame topic I have dealt with. Your brain may begin to argue why that's true. It becomes your job then to be the defense lawyer and argue every dang reason why it is false. Objection, your honor, that is wrong. Every reason why your body is absolutely not gross. And then pull some mantras for yourself from whatever that list is that you make. If you're like, my body is so gross, wrong, I have beautiful eyes then maybe a mantra that you can draw on when that thought, my body is gross, comes up is, I have beautiful eyes. Write them down, okay? Display them around your home. Practice saying them to yourself as you look lovingly at your body or lovingly at your bank account or lovingly at whatever other part of your life you are feeling that shame around. Release it. Speaking things into existence is powerful stuff. And our final skills drill today around releasing shame is a single word. And that word is connect. Shame is a space of loneliness because we feel shameful. We often will isolate ourselves or keep those feelings of shame inside so that no one has to find us out. The more that we can connect with others and share how we are feeling, the easier it becomes to realize that we're never alone and that we are never suffering alone because others also experience the same feelings that we do. Practice surrounding yourself with friends and loved ones who make you feel loved, make you feel welcome and cared for. 
Practice as well setting energy boundaries with those in your life who make you feel comparative, lesser, or anxious. Shame thrives in darkness, so find it some light to dispel in. I have mentioned this before in the podcast, but I do also think there is great power in unfollowing any accounts on our social media that do not make us feel good, make us feel inspired, show us things that we think are beautiful, that connect us to nature. Don't be afraid to unfollow people and accounts and things that just don't make you feel good. You get to curate the space that you occupy online. So be mindful about it. Make it something that you look forward to interacting with that makes you feel good. That's another beautiful exercise in energetic boundary setting. As I see it, the opposite feeling of shame is feeling heckin' worthy. Worthiness is something that can be challenging for even the most healed of us to grasp because we've been marketed to for years as unworthy. That this one product will make us more worthy. This thing will fill the hole inside of us that those same marketers created. I want to encourage you to practice cultivating worthiness, Skater. We are all born worthy of love. We come into this world worthy of success and happiness. We are alive to be in community with one another. You are worthy. You are enough, just as you are right now, without a single change needed. Keep a list somewhere in your phone of all the things that you love and like about yourself. Keep a list of all the reasons why you are worthy. Keep a photo album in your phone of screenshots of really nice things people say to you about you. Go back to these things for reference and reminder any time that you're feeling overcome with shame. Bit by bit, the darkness will go and the light will come in. Healing is something that we do together. Okay, friends. Woo. So I'm like, shake it out now. I promise the next one will be more lighthearted and fun. I think there were just parts of me that needed to detox these things out of my own system because I've been growing through this all myself and I've been thinking a lot about my own relationship to shame and to growth and to who I was and what kind of love and compassion and kindness they needed and deserved that they weren't getting from me. If you're looking for some support in moving away from shame and into greater worthiness in 2023 and beyond, reach out to me today and we can talk about if one-on-one coaching with me would benefit you and how it can benefit you. I would love to talk about it. And if you'd prefer a quick kick to get into gear, know that you can still access my $77 this or that coaching or tarot offer on my website until February 1st. Thank you for another week, skaters. I'll catch you in another one. Love ya. Love yourselves too. Thank you so much for skating with us today, friend. I hope you took away the tips you need to keep rolling on your own self-mastery journey. 
Be sure to find me over on Instagram at yourcoachl for even more insight. And feel free to reach out to me there with any skills or drills you would like to see covered here on the show. You can also visit me at ellentommy.com to learn more about working with me one-on-one. Now, go enjoy some rest, marinate on our lessons today, and I'll see you back here next week. Love ya. Love yourself too.